Hello, lovelies. My name is Virginia, and welcome to my Sexy Stories podcast. Here, we enjoy the sensual adventures of the manor, a supernatural haven that happens to also be an adult club, and, as is true this week, Standalone sexy stories to fill the season break with delightful naughtiness. The manor will be back later in the year for season two. This week, I have some sensual sexiness from the imagination of my alter ego, Natasha Duncan Drake. Jack was once a secret agent working with a small team, but it turned out one of his marks wasn't just pretending to be a vampire. Locked away in the dark for twenty years, Jack has woken, out of time with no idea what he really is. Jack knows he needs blood, and a chance encounter has led him to realise a willing playmate might be the best option. This is part of a story which may be found in the giveaway games anthologies. Links are at my website, virginiawaits.com, or search for my alter ego's name, Natasha Duncan Drake, at your favourite online retailer, and up it will pop. Welcome to The Vampire Who Loved Me. Sit back, relax, and I shall begin. Since there was no way he was going to get a better offer, Jack stood up. They headed back to his room quickly, and he let Gavin enter first. It was obvious when the full impact of what was going on hit the younger man, because he just stopped in the middle of the room. Christ, Gavin said. This is a bit of a change, isn't it? The mallet was still on the sofa. It is, Jack agreed. You can still back out. The walk had clearly sobered the younger man up completely, and Jack was all too aware that this might be too much for someone without liquid courage. No, Gavin said, turning to him. I'm good. Well, you look like you want to jump out the window, Jack said and smiled. That earned him a nervous laugh from his companion and Gavin blushed. Not quite sure, Gavin said, and just made an ambiguous hand motion to finish what he was trying to say. Given his new status, Jack wasn't overly sure about everything either, but he decided to just go with it. He stepped right up to the younger man, and lifted Gavin's chin so they were looking eye to eye. Just let me know if you're uncomfortable with anything, he said, and leaned forward to claim a kiss. 
Gavin only hesitated for a moment and then began kissing back. Jack ran his hand up the back of Gavin's head, fingers entwining in the other man's hair, pulling him closer. He found very quickly that Gavin might be unsure about some things, but kissing was not one of them. He had learned a long time ago that kissing a man was different from kissing a woman, but Gavin didn't seem to care. As the kiss deepened, they moved closer and ended up with their bodies pressed together. So much so, in fact, that they eventually had to break for air because they were so wrapped up in each other. Okay, Gavin said with a breathless smile. I think I like this. Jack could feel Gavin's erection pressed against his thigh where they were pushed against each other, which just backed up the statement. However, although he could feel arousal pooling in his gut, he could not help but notice that his own cock was not with the program. He very much wanted to do things to Gavin that would make the younger man see stars, but his body was not wholly on board. He couldn't help a somewhat confused glance down. Gavin's eyes followed, and the younger man noticed what was bothering him. Oh, Gavin said, um, maybe because you're, you know, thirsty, you're low on volume? The momentary panic that his body did not work the way he wanted it to anymore ebbed as Gavin's explanation made sense. It was all to do with blood flow, after all. I think you're right, he agreed and licked his lips. Would you mind if... The nervousness that had dropped away from Gavin made a reappearance, and the younger man bit his lip. It's going to hurt, isn't it? Gavin said. Only for a moment, he replied. Then it's... Well, it's mind-blowing. We'll probably have to wait a while afterwards before... That is, if you still want the rest. This was probably the most awkward sexual conversation Jack had had since he was a teenager, but it was unfortunately necessary. How about we keep doing this, Gavin suggested, and you take me by surprise so I don't know when the pain's coming. Always been bad with needles. Okay, Jack agreed, and decided it was time to reveal what was underneath his human facade. But I need you to look at me. Bringing his vampire traits to the surface took only a thought, and the thirst sharpened. But it was easy to control with Gavin so close and willing. His fangs descending still felt weird, and just a little bit wrong, but the way his senses sharpened was somewhat intoxicating. Everything around him was that much stronger and real, and he couldn't help liking it. It was as if he was coming alive. Wow, Gavin said, mouth opening just a little in shock and eyes widening. 
Jack just let the other man look for a while, opening his mouth to show off his fangs. Christ, you're attractive, Gavin said, and then surprised him by lunging in for another kiss. It only seemed polite to go with it. The fangs added a new dimension to the kiss, and Jack decided to take it up a level. Gavin was only wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and Jack wanted the t-shirt gone. As he sucked on Gavin's tongue, he let his hands drop to Gavin's waist and tugged the shirt from the other man's trousers. Gavin made a small noise in the back of his throat and wiggled, helping with the move. It sent all sorts of wonderful messages round Jack's body. His cock managed to twitch, and the urge to bite so he could complete his arousal became very hard to resist. He didn't want to break the kiss, but he had to lean back as he pulled the shirt up and over Gavin's head. Moments after it was gone, they were wrapped around each other again. He could feel Gavin trying to undo the buttons of his shirt for him as they continued kissing, but it seemed Gavin's coordination was not that great when the young man was distracted. Jack decided to make it easier, and just wrenched the whole thing up and off, regardless of the odd button that popped while he did so. That works. Gavin said, and grabbed him again. When Jack broke the kiss the next time and decided to move on to Gavin's long, rather elegant neck, he discovered the first hitch. Gavin tensed. It was clearly an instinctive reaction, so Jack decided to ignore it and began leaving a trail of kisses in an attempt to convince Gavin to relax again. Gavin tried, Jack could tell, but he could still feel the younger man's trepidation. Come on, he said, breaking away and pulling Gavin towards the bed. He sat down and pulled Gavin to sit between his legs, facing away from him. He was determined that Gavin not be anxious about this, and so he set about doing his best to distract his would-be lover completely. He kissed up the back of Gavin's neck, while running his hands all over Gavin's upper body. As he tweaked Gavin's nipples, he finally felt Gavin sag a little, giving in, and he deliberately licked a stripe up the side of Gavin's neck. The tension came back instantly, but he did not give up. He went back to kissing along Gavin's hairline and touching until Gavin relaxed again. The next time he ran his hand up Gavin's neck, gently pulling Gavin's head to one side so he could kiss and nibble all along the exposed flesh. He had Gavin moaning that time, but he didn't bite, just continued what he had been doing. Distraction was an art, and he had learned it long ago. He had Gavin all but liquid in his embrace when he finally bit. Gavin gasped loudly, arching away from him, 
but he held on as blood burst into his mouth. It was the most amazing thing as his whole body burst with pleasure and need, and a connection between him and Gavin flared into life. Oh my God, Gavin moaned, all but collapsing against him as he fed the pleasure directly back into the younger man. He really had no idea what he was doing, but instinct was a wonderful thing. Gavin's arousal pulsed through him as loudly as his own, as the blood joined them. With Colm, he had been interested only in slaking his thirst, but the combination of blood and sex with Gavin were utterly encompassing. That was probably why he didn't notice they were about to be rudely interrupted. The door burst in, and there was Sarah, gun in hand, pointed directly at him. Jack simply reacted, withdrawing his fangs from Gavin's flesh, sealing the wound and snarling at Sarah. What the fuck? Gavin said, going from languid to alert in his arms. Jack instinctively hardened his grip on Gavin as the younger man tried to pull away in shock. I can't let you do this, Sarah said. This has nothing to do with you, he growled back, his voice distorted by the power running through his veins. Why the fuck does she have a gun? Gavin asked, a touch of hysteria in his voice. Because she's with the people I used to work for, he replied, and they like to stick their noses in where they're not wanted. DNA results came back, Sarah said, guns still levelled at him with perfect aim. I can't let you hurt him, Jack. It was funny how the fact she finally admitted who he was caused him pain rather than happiness. Sarah thought he was a monster. So you finally believe me, he replied. What's happened to you, Jack? Sarah asked, and it was all too clear she thought he was some kind of predator. You know what happened to me, he said, only just keeping himself in control. I told you. What's the angle? There is no angle, he snapped. I've been in a coffin for twenty years because no one came to look for me. The bitterness in his voice shocked him. He'd been keeping that bottled up even from himself. Let the boy go, Sarah said, refusing to engage him further. I'm no boy, Gavin said, no longer trying to go anywhere. Jack, don't do this. Why, he said, annoyed. This, he spat the word at her, is perfectly consensual. It was immediately obvious she did not believe him in the slightest. Jack released the kid now. Something in him objected to that very strenuously, and he pulled Gavin even closer to him. He's mine, he said, voice going back to the growl of before. He knew he wasn't thinking straight. But his instincts were firing, and his thoughts were running too fast for him to keep up. He felt protective and territorial in a way he did not really understand as Sarah challenged him. 
His emotions were all over the place, as he tried to deal with what was left of his hunger, his now heightened sexual need and Sarah's lack of faith. It was one hell of a heady mixture, and he was acting before his higher brain had a chance to understand. He nipped his own lip, and then bit Gavin a second time. The younger man grabbed at him, flailing at the sensation as it went almost instantly from pain to pleasure. Holy fuck, Gavin swore loudly, squirming in his grip and coming on the spot. Feelings and physical responses bounced back and forth between them as Jack drank, and then there was a gunshot. The bullet caught him in the shoulder, but he barely flinched, just released Gavin, closed the wound and then pushed the younger man onto the bed beside him in a boneless heap. Then he stood, and Sarah fired again. This time the bullet hit him in the chest. Ouch, he said feeling the pain but only distantly, as his body hummed with so many other things. Sarah was just staring at him in horror, and he plucked the gun out of her hand and emptied it in one graceful move. I am not the enemy, he said, emphasising every word. You're a vampire, he finished for her. But I'm not a monster. I am me. But, no buts, my name is Jack Boddington. I feel like I am 36 years old no matter what I look like or how long I was gone. As far as I am concerned, I work for the same people you do, and I am still in love with you. The last part was what silenced Sarah. I never stopped, he said, but I pretended because you wanted me to. He honestly had no idea why he had confessed. He was just a mess of emotions and need. It was totally inappropriate given the situation, but it had just come out of his mouth. There was blood on his lips, Gavin on his bed, and he was all but out of control. How can you be Jack? Sarah finally spoke. I went to your funeral. I mourned you. I, Jack began to say, but he let go of his vampire traits, and that was when the pain decided to actually kick in. It was the most bizarre thing. One second he could barely feel it, and the next he was doubling over in agony as the two bullet wounds made themselves known. Jack! Sarah appeared to react with old instincts, even after what she had been saying, and she grabbed him as he started to fall to the floor. Crap, he heard Gavin say, even though the younger man still sounded dazed. He'd managed to forget quite how much bullets could hurt, but he became immediately reacquainted with the sensation as two sets of hands guided him towards the bed. He fell on it and curled in on himself as the pain demanded his full attention. Something was different about this than any other time he had been shot, however. He could feel his body trying to mend itself. It was one of the most agonizing things he had ever experienced, and he'd been tortured more than once. I'm calling an ambulance, Sarah said, tone all business once more. 
No, he managed to half order, half plead. The last thing he needed was doctors. It was with vague horror he realised he could feel the bullet, still inside him from the chest wound, moving back up the wound track. He rolled onto his back, gasping out his pain as his body did things he had no way of understanding. How he was expelling a bullet he had no idea, but he could definitely feel it happening. The fact that his shoulder wound was a through-and-through was only a small mercy. He's bleeding out, Gavin said, pushing down hard on the chest wound. Jack almost passed out, but his vampire traits rose back to the surface before his more human side could give in. The pain did not return to the dimness it had been, but he felt instantly more alert and caught Gavin's wrist. He pulled the young man's hand away from his chest and then used his other one to pluck the bullet from just below the surface of the wound. Bloody hell, Sarah said as he dropped it on the bed. The bleeding stopped, Gavin said, sounding just as amazed. I'll get some towels, Sarah said, and Jack just lay there waiting for her to come back. When a warm, wet cloth dabbed at the wound, he couldn't help a small flinch, but then he relaxed under Sarah's ministrations, because it was so much better than it had been. He felt dazed and somewhat out of it as he stared up at the ceiling. Jack, talk to me, Sarah said as she cleaned him up and moved onto his shoulder. It took him a while to gather the necessary brain power to do anything, but one thing became very clear very quickly. Need blood, he said. Voice slurred as the thirst tickled the back of his throat. His body was healing, but it was demanding fuel. You did this, Gavin accused, and he could only guess at Sarah's reaction. I'll get, Sarah started to say. Forget it. Gavin said, and Jack found himself being manhandled into a sitting position with Gavin behind him. Here, Gavin told him, and a wrist appeared just under his nose. There was no arguing with instinct as his body screamed out in basic need, and he didn't even hesitate. Gavin grunted as he bit down, and he felt Gavin bury his face in his good shoulder, but he was far more interested in the blood as it slid down his throat. His aches and pains dulled back into insignificance as pleasure spread through him and he drank deeply, letting the enjoyment pass back to Gavin as well. Sarah's interruption might have killed the sexual tension in the air, but the bite rekindled it completely. Whatever his metabolism now, Jack found it needed no help in that area, and he felt himself healing and firing with arousal at the same time. Gavin just moaned into his shoulder. He felt like he could keep drinking forever, but he knew the moment it put too much strain on Gavin. It was an automatic response to stop drinking instantly, and he sealed the wound without a second thought. Oh my God, Gavin said breathlessly. Need more, Jack said, still mostly firing on instinct than real thought, and his thirst was still there. Then take more, 
Gavin said, not seeming to realise he sounded just a little out of it. No, he said firmly. Too much. His body felt alert, but his higher brain was sluggish. Jack, look at me, Sarah said. He obeyed without question and found himself looking into her worried eyes. I always loved you too, she said, and he just about had enough brain power to be shocked before she sat down on the other side of him to Gavin and offered up a wrist that still had some of his blood on it from where she had cleaned him up. This time Jack did hesitate, just for a second, but his instincts were incredibly strong, and blood was being offered freely. He acted without trying to rationalise it, and Sarah barely made a sound as his fangs entered her flesh. Her blood tasted entirely different to Gavin's, something which surprised him, but it was just as intoxicating. Sarah's other arm snaked round his waist and clung on as he fed back the delights of the blood high, and he could hear her breathing in little gasps. The feel of her femininity made it incredibly different from feeding from Gavin, but no less enjoyable, and as his body finished healing, he finally felt it reacting normally to the sexual undertones of what was going on. When he drew back, sated, his cock was straining at his jeans. Sarah blinked at him, pupils blown and expression dazed, as he looked at her and did the only thing that made any sense. He kissed her. She kissed back, until he broke away and turned to Gavin and did the same thing. In his blood-addled brain, it seemed like the only thing to do. And Gavin was perfectly happy with the idea, if the way the younger man kissed back was anything to go by. Clothes were shed, covers were stripped off the bed, and then Jack set to work thanking Sarah and Gavin for their gift to him. He felt as if he wanted to worship them both for as long as they would let him, and give them both as much pleasure as was physically possible. He did not stop to think why, and neither of his lovers chose to object, so he let his instincts rule completely. I do hope you enjoyed Jack's sensual adventures. To find out what happens next, as well as all the lovely details of how Jack found himself in such a predicament, check out the full story in the Giveaway Games anthologies. There are lots of other wonderful stories to enjoy as well. For all the links, check out this week's episode blog post at virginiawaits.com or simply search for Natasha Duncan Drake at your favourite online store and look for Supernature or Myriad Imaginings. Don't forget, The Manor will be back later in the year with Season 2, so please do me the honour of subscribing to the podcast so you never miss a sensual episode. It would make me so very, very happy. Until next time, lovelies, stay naughty and be safe.
Music from filmmusic.io Moonlight Hall by Kevin MacLeod Incomtech.com License CC by creativecommons.org